there's no announcements for this week. There's no activities this week. Next week, a week from now, there are some activities. Um, there is a bulletin at the back. Please grab that. And, uh, and you will see what is happening. I think there's ladies' Bible study. There's youth. Um, children, you may be excused for Sunday school for youth. Hallelujah. I've spent a fair bit of time contemplating and looking at 2023. I find that week between Christmas and New Year, and this year it was a nice, the fact that it went from Sunday to Sunday. It's a quieter week. Physically, I, I was not well, so I didn't, uh, there were some days I just literally did nothing physically, but I did a lot of thinking a lot of introspection, a lot of looking ahead, a lot of evaluation, trying to understand things. It's been an interesting last three years, almost well, two years, COVID. I don't even remember now. But our, something happened that affected everybody. That's... That, that doesn't happen usually. You know, sometimes it can be one nation that gets affected or, or one ethnic group or one, one um, region of the country or a region of the world, you know, whether it's the Middle East or Europe or, or Asia. Or, uh, but what happened went throughout the whole world. And I, I don't want to spend all the time going back on that, but at the same time, there's been some profound things that have happened into the psyche of people through this. And um, I'm constantly amazed. Last night, <laughs> I went to pick up some dinner because that's how I cook. And um, I went to the restaurant and there was a couple about my age dressed to the nines. You could tell they were waiting for somebody to come and they were going to celebrate New Year's. And as I'm walking up to them, I had my old jacket on that, that isn't nearly as nice as this. I wasn't wearing, you know, I was wearing jeans. And, and they were outside and it's obvious they were waiting for somebody. And me with my great sense of humor, as I'm approaching them, they're kind of looking around, and he's got a jacket on that's heavy, and it's got, like, fur, you know, and it's black, and she's got the shiny thing, like the lights are shining. And I come up by them, and I, I, I kind of, as I'm approaching them, they turn towards me, and I said, well, I guess you're not waiting for me, are you? And he just laughed. And I think there's something that we have forgotten how to laugh because we're so tense. And, and in this last few years, it's like I see people 
getting upset about parking spots when there's another one literally two or three vehicles over. And I'm not talking about me here. I know I often bring my parking and my driving things to the, to, to the stage and I says confess your faults one to another, but I'm not talking about that today. I, I'm just saying we are wound up. I was in a, a store once quite a while ago when COVID was strong and this gentleman had a cart, a shopping cart, and he had to get out of the row. He was in line. He turned around to leave, and there was a lady behind him, and all of a sudden, she starts yelling, COVID, 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 and it's like, what's he going to do? But we become so tense. And it's transferred through, and it's, it seems like COVID has, has, is, is now pretty much in the rear view, thank God for that, but it's like we some of those things have been deposited and it's become part of us. It's like we need to shake those things off. That's not who I am. I'm the funniest guy on earth. I'm not tight like a wand. I, I, and and, and, and we've, we've taken those things and some of them were, were there, there's some, I think there were some good things, you know, practical things that came out, but there were some things that, that dealt with inside here, and they went from here down to here, and it affected not just our mind or our thinking or our soul, but it also affected our heart and our spirit. And as I was sitting this week and talking with God and contemplating and saying, God, what what do you want? And I sat down with Pastor Daniel and Pastor Brenda and we were talking and, and she goes, well, you always have a word for the year. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's 20, December 28th and I got nothing. You know, and they're kind of looking at me and it's like, well, what is it? And, and, I'm, I, and I didn't have anything specific. But I started to share with them a little bit of, of what I'm sensing inside. And, and I had written down in my notebook, I want to get to know God more. And my goal, if I could say my goal, my resolution, my desire, whatever word you want to use, and you don't even have to use a word, but I want to get to know him more. I wrote down, my goal is singular. I don't have 17 different goals. I just want one goal. I just want to get to know him more. And if you know me, I run by the KISS principle. Keep it simple, Stunenberg. And, and so the other aspect of keeping it singular was also keeping it simple. I... Just want to get to know him better. I have found the more time I spend with him and the more that he spends with me, the more I realize I don't know him as much as I thought I knew him. 
And so my goal is simple and singular, and yet it's complex and multidimensional. Because I've found the simplicity of it, I want to get to know you more. The more I get to know him, the more he's going to affect me. The more I'm going to get to know him, the more he's going to affect me. The more I'm going to get to know him, the more he's going to affect me. And, he's, and he's going to, he's, I'm, I'm going to start to know his love, and then his love's going to capture me, and then I'm going to realize his love isn't just affecting me, but now his love is affecting me and how I look at somebody else. And then his love and how it affects me when I look at somebody else causes me to do something that maybe I didn't do before or extend a hand that I didn't extend before. And his love for me has caused me to just not just go one shift over. It's caused me to go, and it's moved me along. And I have found, and I love it, by the way, because I think there's complexity in simplicity. And I've also found it's multidimensional. And so it might be singular, just saying, I want to get to know you more. But as I've gotten to know him, all of a sudden, he's just like, Phew. and I can't get enough of his love. And then as I look at his love, I realize his grace, his grace is phenomenal. It's scandalous. How can he do that for me? He extends his power to me when I empower. Even when I, he taught his disciples who were some people believe were teenagers, he taught them and he entrusted to them. I would never entrust something to a teenager. And here's God saying, there's my disciples but as I've gotten to know him and experience his love, it's just opened up. And it's like it popped. And another thing opens up. And now his love is, and now I see this is grace. And then I look at his mercy and I go, I don't, I don't deserve his mercy. But he says, no, you don't, but here it is. And then as I get to look at his mercy and I'm still going, wow, I love you, Father. You've, and, and now your grace and your mercy. Then he goes, oh, and here, what about this? Here's my forgiveness. And here's the, and I've found it is so multidimensional. He's so good. So for me, and I think I've said this a few times and I'll probably say it again until you get tired of it. I have been so wrecked by his love, I can't explain it, and yet I can't stop talking about it. So I wrote down some thoughts. If you've got your Bibles, if you've got your Bibles, we're in a church, David. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. Open up your phones to Ephesians chapter 1. I want to read these verses and I want to take a few minutes and I want to speak some faith and some life and some vision into you for what I believe God is doing. Not what he's about to do. I believe he's doing it. In Ephesians chapter 1, I'm going to just read three verses, 17, 
18 and 19. I, I, I was going through this. I kind of chuckle. Pastor Nelson, Pastor Daniel, they would know this too. We, we say, let's just read one verse, and then you open it up to that verse, and you go, oh, but the verse before is kind of cool. And the verse, we, so I'm, I'm going, am I actually going to only do three verses? And I'm, I'm like, I got to do three verses, but I might just do a preamble to get to that first verse. So Paul is praying for them. That's my preamble. Paul is praying for them. And, and he says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, listen to what God, the Father of glory, the Lord of the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, look at what he wants to do for you. I pray that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Keep reading, David. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, the same might that raised Christ from the dead. God wants to give you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. I read that, and I, I've read this verse. I, I, if somebody would to read it, I would complete the sentence with him. I've read this. I've grown up reading this verse. But somehow I missed that this is what God wants to give you. I always thought it was like, no, this is what you have to strive for. Now, there is an aspect of seeking his kingdom. Please do not say, no, I just sit here and do nothing and God's going to download. No, the download happens when you get plugged in. But he's never... He's never the one in question. He's like, here it is. 2023. Whether you like New Year's resolutions, whether you use them, whether you don't, I don't care. What I'm here to tell you is he wants to give you the spirit of wisdom. And in one translation, it would say the spirit of wisdom of the full knowledge of of him and he wants to give you the spirit of revelation of the full knowledge of him I read that and I thought huh I read that after I shared with Pastor Daniel and Pastor Brenda and I thought oh thank God I actually said something biblical to them I just want to know him more I have been so 
captured by him. And I have found as I've been captured by him, I just want to get to know him more. And what I found interesting was with respect to the full knowledge of God, he wants to give you the wisdom, the spirit of wisdom in that. In other words, he wants you to understand, to know, and to be able to discern or make decisions about and understand about the knowledge of God. He doesn't just want to say, here you go. and He wants you to actually, wisdom is the ability to discern, the ability to make decisions about things. In other words, God is so committed to you that he says, I want you to understand me more. I find that interesting because sometimes God responds this way and other times he responds that way but if we don't know him sometimes we think it's always this way and we make a formula instead of making a relationship that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give to you If you would like, and you maybe haven't even thought about this till you sat down this morning and I started talking, but if you say, you know what, I'd like to grow and know more about him, would you be bold enough to raise your hand? Okay. Keep him raised for a second. Not that God doesn't see it the moment you do it. It's more for my benefit. Like, like he could just go like this and God says, I see it. And it's like, no, David doesn't. But receive. Receive. We don't have to complicate it. Do you want to understand him more? Receive it. Not only the spirit of wisdom, but he also wants to give you the revelation, the spirit of revelation. And revelation changes the way you live. Peter got a revelation of who Jesus was, and it changed him. Jesus said, Peter, flesh and blood didn't give that to you, but my Father in heaven revealed that to you when he was saying, who am I? And what happened was it affected Peter. It changed him going forward. And he says, upon this truth, upon this rock, this truth and this revelation, I will build my church. There is an aspect of revelation that causes you to never go back to where it was before because you've got something and you can't get past it, you can't get over it, not in a bad way, but in a way that I am, I'm captured by this. A revelation is like a revealing, a pulling back of the curtain. Would anybody here like to understand 
a little bit more about how God looks at things? Like, God, would you help me understand why this person reacted that way? And all of a sudden, he opens up and he reveals his heart. And the next time, you go, oh, that person responded to like that because you love them and you were working on them. Oh, I didn't see that before. I was talking to Pastor Daniel, Pastor Brenda. We talk a little bit. Um, and I was saying, through all the, the pain and the agony of going through Winona's illness and her passing, I've learned and I've got a revelation of loving others that I never had before. And I've gotten a revelation of loving somebody even when they do things that maybe I don't like because maybe they're doing them because there's been a hurt in their past. I don't think I had that before. And I go, huh, I used to just think, get over it. And there's a time to get over it. But I've come to realize that quite often they can't get over it, not because they, they don't want to, they're... They've been hurt. They've had trauma. They've experienced something that's affected them physically, emotionally, spiritually. And then I come along the scene and I just say, just have more faith, move on, get with it. And God say, no, let me reveal, David, I love them. Can you love them where they're at? I was hurting I know I've shared this with you, but I, I want you to understand a little bit of a revelation of what God has revealed to me. I'd go for a walk every morning, not in the snow, although I did last year, but not this year. I got lazy. I got old. But I thought I looked good enough. Um, thank you, Shirley. My brother can laugh like that, but when somebody else laughs like that, it's like, oh boy. I... But anyways, I, I go for this walk and I'm complaining to God because I had no vision. I had no excitement. I had no ability to see if I was to do a job interview and they sat me down at the table and then they say, okay, David, will you show it up at time, on time? You know, a simple question. I'd probably go, do I have to? You know, what do you bring to this company? Just me, my two legs, my two arms, my head, my body. What do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully on a beach. You know, all those things were like X, X, X. If, if I was conducting that interview, I would look at that individual and I wouldn't be honest with them. I'd say, thank you very much. We'll be in contact. Shove it in file 13, the circular file, and it's like, next. That was my conversation with God. And I'm talking to him like this. I'm just, I, I was being honest. I mean, I realized he knew me anyways, 
It's like, so I'm going to tell him, hey, everything's fine, God, and then I'm hurting. No, he kind of knew that already. But it was like he looked right across from me with his eyes, and he just said, but I love you. <laughs> I said, I said, how can you love me when I do nothing? I show up Sunday, I don't even know how I preach some of my sermons, to be honest with you, except for the grace of God, and I'm not complaining or anything. Sometimes God does things, and, and I said, God, I will show up, and I will be here, and I will do, I will stand but please don't ask me to do anything else. And in that moment, he comes to me, and I can't describe it any other way than him looking me like this and just saying, but I love you. And I was like, how can you love me? I'm a pastor I get paid to be a Christian. That was a joke. And, 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 and I, I show, I, I, and, and I don't do this very good. And he says, but I love you. That's wrecked me. That's a revelation I got from God. And I'm committed to sharing it with you that hopefully you will get a revelation of his love because his love wasn't based on what I did. His love was based on who he is. His love was based on, I love you. And then I got upset about some people and he says, David. Yes, I've learned to talk to him. Not just in the last couple of years. I said, yes, Lord. He said, how do I love you? I said, oh, well, you love me without me doing anything. You love me in my mess. You love me even when you wanted to go somewhere warm. You love me regardless. And he says, can you love them like that? <laughs> well, can I give them a piece of my mind first? No, because you need every piece you've got. <laughs> and he challenged me to love people the same way he showed his love to me. And quite frankly, that was different than the way we've been taught in churches sometimes. When you get a revelation of a little bit of the knowledge of God, I got a sliver of his love. Excuse me. I, I got a sliver of a revelation of the love of God. And it's messed with me. And it's changed the way I pastor. It's changed the way I preach. You might say, has it? Yeah, it, well, it has to me anyways. It's changed the way I study. It's changed the way I, I, I now look at somebody that's maybe hurting and, I'm, and I actually think, 
Maybe they're hurting because they can't get over something. Because I know what it's like to get over something, and it's hard. And I'm still getting over it. So maybe they're struggling, and they're giving all their effort. They're giving all their energy. They're giving all their wits. And everything seems to be smashing them in the face. And then they sit across me and I say, well, just get over it. And they look at me with glass eyes and go, huh? Whereas maybe they just need me to say, you know, I love you. You know, I'm in your corner. Do you know I'm cheering you on? Do you know I'll get into this mess with you? Now, yes, you have to do things, but I'll get into that pit and I'll get messy and I'll wrangle that pig with you to let you know that you're loved for who you are. I mean, he's messed with me. Please don't invite, don't invite me to help you wrangle pigs. I love you, but you've got to pay me for that. My prayer for you for 2023, my prayer for me for 2023 is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to me a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of of him and i pray that my eyes of my heart would be enlightened so that i'll know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards me and towards all of us who believe And all of these things are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. He is committed to you growing in the knowledge and in the awareness of God. And my prayer for you this year, and my prayer for me this year, is that I would grow in him. And as I preach that and as I share that, the word that comes to mind is the word revive. God wants to revive those things. The psalmist wrote, Lord, forgive me and then cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Return unto me or restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And I'm not talking about that we lose this or lose that. What I'm talking about is sometimes we turn our back and we need to realize he's there, but I need to understand and see his love and I need a reviving inside of me. 
of his goodness. Because in the last two and a half years, there's been a major change in society. They're talking about it now. They're saying people have come out of this, but they're keeping and they're taking some things with them, and some of those things they're taking with them are not healthy, good habits or behavior or things, to attitudes to take with them. And what I fear in my, and I, I want to be careful when I say that, what I fear. What I'm concerned about is that we have allowed things to die when God says, I want to bring them to life. And having the wisdom of the knowledge of him and getting a picture of him, of Jesus and of God, he wants to breathe life into those things again. So I declare to all of you here, this year is a year of reviving. This year is a year where your spirit will be revived. This is a year where your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions will be revived. This is a year where your spirit, your innermost being, those things maybe you, that you can't explain, but some of them have softened or you, you're searching for them. I'm here to declare to you, this is a year where God wants to revive that again. And that... I believe it's going to happen and is happening already. And one reason why is because we did something the last 40 days. And we've prepared, whether we realize it or not, we've prepared ourselves for him. Hallelujah. Um. If you'd like prayer, I'm going to ask Pastor Daniel, Pastor Nelson, Pastor Louise, Pastor Brenda, if you could come up. Charlene, you've got your hands full. If you want, you can come up. Or if, you've, if you're kind of like, no, I kind of like this little baby thing. That's okay. But if you could come up. Now, we did this once, and it was funny because Charlene and Adrian and I were here. Pastor Nelson, Pastor Daniel, I said, no, listen, we're doing like almost like a factory line prayer. And Adrian and I and Charlene, we did really well. And Pastor Daniel and Pastor Nelson, after about the first person, couldn't just say, God bless you, God be with you. Um, but if you would like prayer, you don't have to go through all three of us, but I'm here. Pastor Nelson, Pastor Louise, if you could come, if you need a chair to sit on, just bring a chair with you. And, and Pastor Daniel here, we are dismissed, but if you would like some prayer that you say, I'd like that reviving, and I identify with that, just come up and we will pray with you, each one of us separately, Charlene's here as well, and, and just, um, and if there's two or three people in one, please, um, I, I get real conscious if nobody's in my line and everybody's in Pastor Nelson's line, it's like, no, we can spread apart, and, and so uh, if you would like some prayer, Come up. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. 
The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you grace. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. If you'd like some prayer, come on up.